Welcome to Mandatory Reshoots, the movie review and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Connor Dempsey, broadcasting from Seattle, Washington. Today, as always, I'm joined by sometimes Tottenham fan, Eric Sweeney. Always. Always? Okay. Have it your way. Eric will actually be out here in Seattle in a few days, but we've made the baffling decision to go ahead and record this remotely. Either way, we're talking Avengers Endgame today. We're going to discuss the film itself, where it fits into our overall Marvel rankings, what Marvel movies are on the horizon after this conclusion of sorts, and then do a quick trivia round at the end. But first, the movie, The Endgame itself. Avengers Endgame is directed by the Rousseau brothers and stars everyone in Hollywood not named Edward Norton or Terrence Howard. <laughs> it has a meaty runtime of three hours and one minute and features no end credit sequence, although subsequent screenings after the second week of release have added the new spoiler-heavy Spider-Man Far From Home trailer at the end. So Eric, what did you think of Avengers Endgame? Let's dive in. Alright, let's dive right in. I, uh... I thought it was great. Um, I've only seen it once. I am going to see it in the theater probably at least one more time. How dare you? Uh, because You've seen it more than once? No, but I, I also would say that to me myself. Uh, oh, I, I okay. wanted to see it a second time. Yes, yes. So I'm definitely going to see it again in the theaters. Um, but I, I, I really loved it. Uh, I think it as a standalone movie, I wouldn't consider it as one of the, the best Marvel ones. But I think because it is a conclusion and because there's a lot of uh, consequences and things that, you know, really kind of end character arc stories that end that it really, uh, you know, ups the ups the quality of the film. Um, it is it, like if you think about it, it is a little bit strange. You can kind of break it up into three parts, um, you know, three acts, but the acts are so like different yeah like like and 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 there's some like truly like tone shifting like shocking moments that you're like I mean, we'll just dive right in the spoilers of course um but yeah the, like the, when they kill the kill yeah um they kill thanos in the first 15 minutes or whatever and you're just like oh damn like okay yeah, what, now what's this we'll, movie gonna be about Right. Like, I knew there was going to be time travel. There was always going to be that, I think, just based on Ant-Man and, and the fact that there is literal a, a gem that con- controls time. That yeah. There was going to be some way that time travel was going to occur. So after that happened, I was like, okay, it'll be interesting to see what happens. And then, you know, it pops up five years later. And that was just kind of, you know, kind of just shocking. You saw Thanos die. You, you felt like, okay, Thanos is dead, but everyone's still gone. So there's no... You don't feel good about it, um, and you clearly see that with uh, Black Widow and Captain America and what they're kind of dealing with in their day-to-day lives a little bit. Um, so that's the first part. The second part is the Ant-Man and the time travel, and then the third part is the huge uh, battle outside the headquarters um, in upstate New York. And uh, I thought all three of them were three stories were entertaining and. And I didn't, it, it, you know, it's a three-hour movie, but it certainly didn't feel like it. Uh, I was never bored or anything like that. Um, I, you know, of course, I had my Pat Titchened uh, bathroom break, but yeah, I scheduled. When, when did you choose to dip out? I'm curious. Okay, so I'll talk a lot about that. Um, the the app that I use is called Run P, and if you go to movies a lot, you should definitely get this app. 
because it it will basically the phone will vibrate when it tells you it's a good time to go and you can even read like a little synopsis of what you missed and this app got like a lot of press coverage uh this the week before endgame like there's a cnn article and stuff and they had a ton, they had a ton of new people join and they had this for reasons unknown it's just one guy i think and he has some volunteers that help out he he switched to a new server and it crashed oh, and wow. so like the the this app should this movie ex, uh, is the perfect one for this app and for the first two days, the Friday and Saturday of opening weekend, it was crashed and did not work, <laughs> um, which was I felt was super bad. But I was freaking out myself. I was like, "Man, I rely on this, and I can't use it for this three-hour movie." A movie without this proving no. How I mean, old I you are. Yeah, I mean, I I I can, but it it's you know I don't. It just for some reason I I have to go to that. I mean, I dehydrate myself. I just I still have to go. I, have, I don't know what it is, but. Uh, thankfully the app started working on Sunday and that's when I saw it. And, uh, so the, it told, um, the best time to do it was right after, the um, Black Widow's death. Oh, wow. Thanks and, a lot, Run P app, for endorsing Black well, Widow as do- a character. <laughs> no, it doesn't say that. It, it says, yeah, I guess a little bit. Like, it doesn't, I, so I missed, I missed Hawkeye waking up with the Soul Stone and then, uh, going back and having to tell everyone, uh, what happened to Nat? And then I saw like the Hulk's like throwing a bench or something. Um, so that's when I got back. So I missed like a little bit there. That's so I'm a gonna... pretty weird move point to endorse a bathroom break. It I really so shows too. a clear uh, devaluing Black Widow by the Maybe. Rocky app. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah. Uh, I think but this it was app like, is sexist. I don't. Like it was only... <laughs> I mean, it was almost two hours in, um, and it said it was the best one, but whatever. So. I got through it, and thankfully, Run P was up and running. Um, but I am looking forward to going back and seeing that because that was like, that was uh, you know a pretty serious scene, and to you kind of have to sit there and think about it a little bit and yeah. kind of well, take well, take it me, in. Let me fill you in too, seeing that you missed this, and you were probably like, oh well, at least she got some recognition or a funeral. She doesn't get a funeral yeah. at all, and I thought they would co-funeral her at Tony's uh, funeral, but they don't do that either. So she gets the complete shaft, which I thought was a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, you know, that, that is, I have some minor nitpicks, uh, which we can get into, Mm -hmm. but that was one thing that just kind of like, I don't know how I feel about that because, um, I, I really like Scarlett Johansson in that role. And, and I kind of, I also wanted some payoff to the Hulk relationship but there really wasn't any. Maybe there was something that happened in that five-year gap. Yeah, maybe, she was, maybe we'll see. She was holding the post-snapture Avengers together. She was running point. So it's like right. it's not yeah. like she was off the Hawkeyeing, killing uh, Yakuza people in Japan, and then just died. It's like she was holding everyone together, and then they lose her, and it's just like, well, whatever. And then Tony gets like a super funeral with yeah. callbacks from obscure characters from Iron Man 3. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, that was a little weird. And and they did have like one mention of Vision and her between Hawkeye and and um, Scarlet Witch or whatever and near the end, but I felt like yeah, that wasn't really enough. Like I I kind of understand like you know, she the Avengers were her family and she sacrificed herself for her family and she also wanted Hawkeye to get his family back. And I kind of, you know, 
he he tried to sacrifice himself, but he was really trying to get his family back. So it kind of made more sense for him to survive. I just don't know, like in the overall scheme of things, that I like that. Um, no, that I she, mean, it makes some she, sense, but I agree with you in the overall sense. Why do you kill the only original female Avenger when you already have a gender disparity? It's like it doesn't really make sense, especially when she's got a prequel apparently on the way. Yeah, I don't see that's the thing. I don't know. Um, it, but, it extremely devalues the character cuz what is the incentive to see a movie for a character that has no future in the MCU essentially. Right. Yeah, so I, I you know, it'll be interesting to see what her movie's going to be. Um, but uh, yeah, we can get we can get more to, into to the minutia. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I call bit. it the minutia, but sure. It's barely a plan. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I think there's a ton of moments that are like amazing. I I didn't cry, but I did tear up a little bit. Well, you uh, have it, no feelings, so it doesn't uh, really mean much. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to destroy my circuitry. Yeah, but the, I have feelings, and I cried. I'll, I'll admit. Okay. No, but uh, I, I mean, I, I I did get teary eyed at the at the end, is that, and is that the best even, your algorithm will allow you to do? Is yeah, it's a yes, yes. Tear uh, up to but, a pure human. Uh, our our podcast partner Sam apparently was ugly crying, so that's two humans <laughs> to one robot. Uh, in uh, the I mean, I, don't, I wasn't ugly crying, but there was but there was like moments of pure joy and elation that were like bringing a tear in my face and I tear in my eye, and I don't even I never even, even read the saying. It is. Your, uh, <laughs> all right, go ahead. So like I didn't even read the comics, so like there's some things that happened in there that probably happened in the comics that people are like, oh my god, I can't believe they did it, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, overall it's amazing. The last the last battle is is just it's unbelievable. And my my read the uh, favorite comment about it I saw on Reddit was this: mm-hmm. if you would have told me a few years ago that Captain America would throw Fat Thor's hammer through the air for Spidey to use to swing onto a flying unicorn so that he can get to the Infinity Gauntlet to Ant Man's time traveling minivan, I would have told you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> and I thought that was like a perfect summation of the end of the movie and just the just a sensory overload and that's one that is the main reason why i want to go see it again because there was so much going on so many people uh that i just need to experience that in the theater again but yeah. that's that's my initial and in expanded thoughts but kind of go ahead what would you think of, of the movie i think it has if i had to nitpick some head scratching moments with its time travel logic and there is a little bit of sag in the middle hour of the time travel heist even though i I greatly enjoy that and how it kind of subverts what you expect from this movie other than that i i think it's a pure joy and i love it so those are like the only things and and um black widow's kind of devaluing the only things i kind of have problems with but i i other than that i'm pretty much on the same page with that last battle itself even before you get to the character sacrifices almost brings a tear to the eye just from the pure comic joy of being invested in these characters and seeing them all uh, finally assemble uh, behind a, a battered but not defeated Captain America is a pretty awesome moment. And everything that follows is, is just kind of like a fan service overload in a good way. So, yeah. yeah, I have no real significant complaints. I think as a whole, the two main character arcs of Tony and Steve are just so satisfying that if you were to put those two characters in like a satisfaction algorithm, um, you wouldn't come up with a better scenario for the two of them in terms of uh, reaching 
the conclusion that they get, um, which I think is great because you almost expect one of them to die in an unsatisfactory way or something that feels forced or very Game of Thrones last season-y for those <laughs> out there on the internet. But I, I think we'll get into the specifics of it, but thematically it's their fates are just so awesome because it answers the two main criticisms or knocks or flaws that are fielded against each respective character. And they're actually things that each respective character says to each other in as kind of like a, a slight and that Tony says to Captain America, everything that's special about you came out of a bottle. And then Steve answers something to the effect of, you're not the guy to make the sacrifice play. You're not the guy to lie down on a wire and let someone crawl over you. And their yeah. final acts essentially disprove those which are essentially each character's like uh, apparent flaw in that Tony is selfish and then Captain America is, you know, no more than being a, a lab rat. And when he wields Thor's hammer, he obviously proves that he's, you know, the best of us. And then when Tony sacrifices himself, for humanity, he proves that he is in fact capable of being uh, selfless instead of selfish. So those are really awesome arcs in terms of satisfactory arcs. Not to uh, double down on Game of Thrones really kind of fumbling this last season in in a character per- perspective, but a lot of the Game of Thrones characters have made baffling moves just to fit a certain endgame, and Marvel's endgame made complete sense from 11 years ago to now if you look at it it's it's been set up perfectly so i love this movie it's great it's a little sloppy in the middle i don't care it's a pure joy pretty much from start to finish and that's my thoughts uh in a broad sense what was the middle of the time travel part that was a little slow for you that you i have more issues with just kind of the logic of its time travel and the fact that it denigrates other time travel movies for having sloppy logic and it, it itself kind of has a just go along with it logic which i don't mind but maybe when they started calling out other movies i was like well i, I don't know that yours is the most sound version of uh, alternate universes and such so i really enjoyed the kind of uh time travel heist aspect i, I don't think it was slow ever there were just moments where i was like i don't know if this really checks Makes out sense. but i'm willing to overlook it because the, the movie itself is great it, it wasn't huge it just i think i had more of an issue when they themselves called out like back to the future and other movies for having sloppy logic and it's like well yours isn't exactly the well best i don't either. yeah it you know it's always going to be confusing time travel i mean but anyone who's seen primer knows that um yeah but yeah, you like I, I did have some questions afterwards. Like, well, uh, well, hold a minute, hold on a minute. How does this work? So, if I can try and understand it, uh-huh. if you know you can't change the past, um, or that changing the past doesn't affect the present, and any changes instead create alternate realities. Correct. Okay. So, when they go back and make changes everything that happened still happened. It just now is a new reality. And that's why Tony's child continues to exist, etc. Right. Correct. Right. Or how Nebula can kill herself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That also. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of the big one because you think like, Oh, why didn't she just disappear? Or how is that not a paradox? So that any changes made create a branching could create any one change will make a new reality. 
a new, you know, alternate timeline. Uh-huh. Um, and everything that happened to everyone happened to them. Um, but that's the two, the two things that were confusing from that. Well, I guess um, the ancient one said you can't take the stones out of the timeline. Otherwise, that timeline will suffer. So millions and billions of people in that universe, in that alternate timeline, would suffer horrible fates, I guess, or something. Because um, you're essentially destroying an alternate, the universe of an alternate timeline, or altering it for the worse. Right. Yeah. So you're. Yeah. You're. Yeah. It's kind of like the fabric of time and universe is slowly fades away or something if you take those stones out. So that was whole captain's responsibility to bring it back. Right. Um, Does he? But he staying yes. is yes. is some form of paradox or yes altering element. So going more into that if, yes. if you've thought about this. Right. So that is kind of the uh, the hitch and all all that loud logic is that at the end Cap goes back to return all the stones from the exact moment that they were taken away. Right. Uh, which means he's going to have an awkward conversation with the Red Skull. Um, which we don't get to see. And he eventually, it's assumed, he does all that, returns Mjolnir too. um, Oh, yeah. And goes back to the 40s and hooks up with Peggy. But... And therefore lives in an alternate timeline? See, that's the thing. Like, he... he, Him being there with her creates an alternate timeline. Because that is a change, right. so it should be an alt- alternate timeline. But even though the theory is that previous in previous movies, when Peggy mentions she has a secret husband and a full life, we're supposed to interpret that as Captain oh, America. Oh shit! But I didn't even think about that. Yeah, this was brought up in something, and I was like, interesting. But that can't be based on the paradox or the the ne- necessary creation of an alternate universe or timeline. Uh, and if that's because right. if that's true, and he's still in the same universe, then does he do no Captain Americaing for sixty years and just grow right. old? It's that is the other thing. Like he he grows old and and lets uh, Hydra stay in power for fifty sixty years. Right. Uh, you know, there's yeah. A, it's a, like a, what? It's like I get the like I just want some time to myself, but. Yeah, like it seems like that would be hard to believe that he would just yeah, it's sit on the sidelines. His DNA to even if he wants to take a break, you know, he's gonna run out the door if he sees something like that. Right. So the 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 one theory I heard is that he did that, lived his long life with Peggy. She she passed away, and then he traveled again back to the main the main timeline and that's where he that's where he is at the end oh okay but so I, it just appears momentarily on that bench and hadn't previously existed for those whatever 60 years uh 70 years until when he left in that moment is what you're saying you're right that's kind of there i don't know you know that's just kind of i feel like that's a way to maybe make sense of the time travel but you know i don't I, I, I don't to be honest yeah. with you. I, I like kind of scrutinizing this, but I saw the Rousseau attempt to uh, Rousseau brothers attempt to answer some of these questions and they would just muddle things further. So I just kind of have chosen to accept a lot of this and not really dive in deep based yeah. on the fact that I like this movie well enough that I don't 
need answers to those questions, even though I do like scrutinizing it in this fashion, but I, I don't need and, it yeah, to it's, completely it's, it's match just, up. I love time travel, the whole uh, concept of it, even in like in um, Interstellar when it says forward time travel, not backwards. Like yep. I love that kind of thing. So I love talking about, it, but ultimately like they explain the logic and maybe there's one or two things that are kind of like minor things that don't actually affect the plot that much. So it's fun. It's fun to think about it. And maybe there's a couple like small issues, but I don't think it really affects the movie until. And the other thing, like it does, it does create um, some, you know, stories that can be um, looked into kind of in like Loki's TV show. Spin-off. Right. Like Lo- Loki just disappears. So in that right. timeline, he, he has he's traveling around with the, the space stone or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, that's, that's uh, kind yeah, of interesting. It gives us some entry points for, I mean, they don't need this explanation, but now you can weave in X-Men and some new characters by using the breach in the realities, which they seem to be doing in Spider-Man Homecoming. If you watch that preview where they said that, uh, Jillian Hall's character is from another universe. So they're kind of pulling a, uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse version with, with the, um, snapture or the post snapture uh time travel creating some some um new new crossovers essentially right here's a question though eric so the universe we are getting after hulk snaps so we get everyone back but we're not getting the infrastructure and like buildings back right We're, we're just getting the people back correct yeah, it's, I think, you know... So then yeah. in Spider-Man Homecoming, when they're going to, like, Venice, like, it looks like everything's fine. Like, you would assume that we're, like, living in a half-apocalypse. You know, you see glimpses of, of it being kind of run down and uh, bird-boxy in, in the future. Right. So we shouldn't get, like, uh, you know, infrastructure and all that back, but it looks like Spider-Man Far From Home just pretends, like... It's all fine, minus Tony being dead. Or am I well, misunderstanding yeah. that? No, I think that's on the surface. I think that's it is it is strange because there's also going to be a food shortage. There's you know half the population has been gone. Half half of all animals have been gone. Like every everything has been gone. So there has to be a food shortage. Um, a lot of infrastructure has crumbled and fallen apart. Um, so yeah, that is a really interesting thing. We don't know how long after. Um, this that the Spider-Man movie takes place, um, so maybe it's like a year or two, and things are getting back, and people are traveling and going on vacation to Europe. Yeah, but shouldn't uh, they be out of high school at that point? Like, I don't want well, no. them to be. I like the thought of a movie a year from their high school perspective because I really liked the Homecoming, and hopefully, Far From Home will be as good. But they should have aged if this is going to be into the future, right? I see what you're saying. Yeah, so. I guess, do we know how long after Spider-Man that Infinity War takes place? Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, these yeah, are kind of these but are the, questions the, that need to be answered. And I wouldn't even, I don't care that much if they just miracle cured everything and it's like, whatever, like, it's fine. Um, but it, but it but doesn't it is make like, any sense. Well, I, I mean, it. Uh, well, we you can't say it doesn't make sense without seeing Spider-Man. Like, they could do explain something. 
Well, um, I'd say if they use like a miracle, like if they just don't address it. But if yeah, they use like Stark Tech or something weird, and then it's like whatever. I I, I don't mind, but um, yeah, yeah, I, we'll I, see. It it is a weird situation because they five years existed, and all these people are coming back, and like there's a lot of logical stuff. Like, what about someone who was flying a plane and they die, You know, they disappeared. Now they reappear in the middle of the air, or are they safe on the ground? Um, I'm sure there's been plenty of deaths that were caused by the snapshare that weren't actually people that snapped. Like that you saw the helicopter crash. Yeah. So you, um, if you get hit by the helicopter, even though if you didn't you didn't get snaptured, you'd die and you would be independent of returning snapshare victims because you're a collateral damage victim, is what you're right. saying, right? Yeah. And then you know there's people that lose their entire family and then you know just don't they, they commit suicide or uh, something like that or 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 they they meet someone else new and they have a new family and then yeah, you're kind of getting into back. the flash forward argument if you remember the book that we we both enjoyed so it's kind of that same argument is it does the future insight affect your present or can you change your future with insight into the future etc etc yeah yeah it is uh it's fun to talk about but it is um it is in, it is just a weird situation because now all the movies going forward are going to be taking place in this world where all this has happened, um, and it's a five year jump, so they're in like twenty twenty three too. Yeah. Um, and so I wonder if they're going to do any sort of stories in that five years. Um, maybe on the Disney Plus streaming they'll do something because I know there's and then there's you know what so there's going to be a um, a Hawkeye show. There's yeah, going to be Falcon uh, and uh, Winter Soldier, and a Loki and a Wanda Vision one, which is strange because you know Vision is no longer around. Um, so yeah, maybe she puts them back together with spare parts. I don't know. She's yeah. very crafty. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so the only like the some a bunch of my nitpicks, other than maybe the confusing time travel thing, Are is physics based. <laughs> well, a little bit like. It was it was really at the end when Tony like uh, did the snap and stole the stones from Thanos. It was a bit confusing in how he did that. Oh, who cares? It was a good moment. I don't want. Oh no no no! I know it, it's a. I think that's a problem though because that's like a huge. That's a huge part of the movie. You know, I am inevitable, and he snaps and Just all the stones. Steals them, or that he should be able to wield them without some sort of overload like Hulk had. Well, that was confusing. How did he steal them? Because he's got Stark Tech, man. I know I just, yeah, just said say, that I would be mad if they solved everything yeah. in the future with Stark Tech. But at this moment, it's too good. So Stark yeah. Tech is the answer. So nanotech. Got it. Nanotech. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so that was, Back yeah, that's okay. So it was a bit confusing on how that happened because I, at first, I thought like he had like put, like swapped the gauntlet with his own thing and had the gauntlet himself. But then I realized, no, he's got his own, his own uh, gauntlet, which. It originally, you know, steals in, Infinity Stones, and which apparently steals Infinity Stones. But there's two things with that. One is the original Gauntlet had to be forged in a dying star yeah, by a giant yeah, dwarf. Yeah. So Stark just makes a new one out of nanotech. And then the second thing is when he got all the stones on his fist, he should have reacted the way that Hulk did. Yeah, when he, the overload. Um, sure, but I don't. Yeah. I don't personally care. That okay. that whole last hour is too. Too good and too like it's kind of the uh, Return of the Jedi feeling for me, where it's like maybe everything isn't like 
completely on point in that last hour of Return of the Jedi, but I love it, and I will accept no criticisms of anything, including the Ewoks in the last hour of Return of the Jedi. Sure. So yeah. it's the same effect where it's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, I don't know. In the middle, it's it's a little. Um, it's not a you know it doesn't have quite have the momentum so things maybe stick out a little bit more even though as I said I, I do enjoy the middle portion and how different it was than I expected and there's some nice character moments with Thor and Thor's mother and Tony and his dad in terms of kind of helping them uh, ease their suffering uh, at the hands of their parents' deaths even though Thor's is played for comedy I still thought it was a, a nice poignant moment with his mom. Because oh, yeah. Thor Thor is like entirely comic relief in the movie, but it's still really sad when you step back and think about it and think about his speech to Rocket in Infinity War. It's like this is kinda sad. Like I know it's all played for laughs, but him hugging his mother in the past was like, Man, this is kind of a nice moment and same with Tony and his dad, even though that was at times played like a heist comic moment. I was like, This is also kind of an under a quietly uh, poignant moment with his dad. So those were really nice moments too that were I think were overlooked. Yeah, no, I think those. those I mean, it made Thor: The Dark World. I, I want to see Thor: Dark World now. <laughs> who who would have thought that would that would ever be uttered by anyone? It was great that they had the like they had to um, recap that entire movie. Uh, that Thor Thor basically told them every everything that happened in yeah, the movie, and so I love how everyone everyone's just kind of like, okay, dude, whatever, but. Paul Rudd's like, this is amazing. I can't, what, what? That's crazy. He's just like just smiling the whole time. Yeah. He, he, he was awesome, Paul oh, Rudd. Oh, yeah. Was I was great. very psyched that humanity was saved by Paul Rudd and a rat. I was like, yeah. I'm really into this, that Ant-Man, because my sister was really psyched to see it, and she had not seen Captain Marvel at the time, and she was like, do I really, not do I really need to see it? She just couldn't see it, because geographically, she's in the middle of nowhere in uh, yeah. Uh, in North Carolina, and I was like, actually, it, I, spoiler, spoiler free as much as possible. But Ant Man and the Wasp is a more important movie than Captain Marvel is uh, yeah. in terms of what you need to see before um, Endgame. Even though I, 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 people should still see Captain Marvel, just in terms of how integral it was to this film, Captain Marvel is not as integral as you would think. She kind of tussles with Thanos, which was cool, but she is not uh you know like yeah. a, a main I think part of this movie you kind of like you're not like oh who the hell is this girl kind of a thing like if you saw the movie you'd know who she is and where she comes from a little bit and how she got her powers but uh it's really not that important for uh for endgame which was a little bit of a surprise but um yeah it, I'm, I'm okay with it well it certainly makes the argument why not introduce her in the next phase i, I don't want to remove the only female-led movie from the lineup but i i kind of wish that she'd gotten her just due and if that had meant it being her being the next movie post endgame and not being a part of endgame i would rather have her get her just due um with a movie that didn't feel a little rushed as i said i had some issues with captain marvel's uh solo movie but i, I do like her as a character and I, I thought she was strong in her limited uh time in endgame yeah Okay, um, so the the three big things at the battle uh-huh. um, were the Mjolnir moment where the captain took the hammer, yeah. um, the Avengers assemble, uh-huh. and girl and and well Tony Stark's thing. 
I guess there's four. Turn, Tony Stark's the, the big I am Iron Man thing at the end. Okay. Um, but there was, of course, the one moment in the battle where all the female superheroes come together. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of that? Is that controversial? Do people have an issue with that? No, people, it's it's definitely are, a thing. What? Are people getting back into the anti-SJW crap? No, 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 no. It's the other way. It's the other way. It's people saying... Oh, patronizing? Like they're, yeah, they're trying to use that as a moment to like, yeah, females rule, or they've had a female like character issue for almost all the Marvel movies. Okay, I guess maybe I could see that argument. Because it it's kind of like, it's a little cheesy. It's a little, like, I think it's an amazing moment because there's... They all come together, and it's a great like shot of all of them. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope it's not patronizing. Maybe it was done in a disingenuous kind of, as you said, patchwork to to get people to stop complaining about the lack of female or the not lack, but it's it's been lacking up until recently. So yeah, I, I think I think I think it was a cool moment and cool to see, but uh-huh. it's it is seems a little like. Uh, what do you, like ham fisted? Is that yeah? The good, yeah. Uh, um, as we've said many times before, uh, I am. We are not the people to police this particular issue. So, well, of course not. But we can still like. I'm just talking about it. like it. it yeah. It's a log- Like it's a logical. Like why are they all together? I think it would have been, you know, if they maybe, may, you know, still made it cool, but maybe he had a little laugh or something in there. Like it'd been funny if like Drax showed up and he was gonna and just like yeah, and he like looked around like oh. Uh, Maybe I shouldn't be here or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It would have been, but even then, maybe that would be bad because then it's using that moment for laughs yeah, instead yeah. of what it should have been. I thought it was cool um, if if the powers that be think it was patronizing, then I, I certainly defer to them. Yeah, I, I mean, want I, them to have more female-led movies, female-directed movies, which I was excited to hear. One is on the horizon, and I hope that when they have representation, it is done in a way where women do not feel patronized. So that is my hope, and I thought it was a cool moment, but I might have overlooked its lack of subtlety, and hopefully it was not a patronizing moment as a whole. Yeah, it was definitely not subtle, but uh, yeah, I think it was it's still it was still cool to see. So the other thing I really loved about this movie was the amount of callbacks to earlier movies. Yeah. And there's I'm just going to go through a bunch of them. Um, I, I actually was surprised at how many... Um, like references to Ultron, uh, Age of Ultron existed. Yeah, because like for no reason. No, not for no reason. Like there's uh, the whole Ultron uh, hammer scene, which is one of the best scenes in that movie, where they're yeah. all trying to pick up the hammer. And so now you look back at it and you're thinking, did Captain Marvel or excuse me, Captain America know that he could move it, and he realized he was moving it, and he stopped and pretended he couldn't. Uh, and yeah, that's I, why I've heard that argument that. And then it only makes him a better person than he didn't because he didn't want to show Thor up. Um, right, and Thor gets like a nervous laugh, and that's so that's when he yells out, "I knew it!" In this right, movie, right. once Captain America takes it's, it, it's a nice moment, regardless of how you think about the fact that he could have then, or he only was uh, capable at this very moment. I, I'm kind of just leaving it nebulous because I like the moment as a pure moment, but I, I like that theory too, and Hell I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I like it. I like the. It makes me think uh, more highly of that moment in Ultron now because he's like makes me feel even better about Captain America if that was even possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing was he, you know, Stark when he got back um, before the five year gap started, before they went to go kill Thanos, he's freaking upset and mad, and he he's yelling about you know how he wanted to create an armor around the world, just like he's 
in Ultron. Like the entire tirade he has is based on stuff that happened in Ultron. Yeah. Um, which I thought that was that was interesting too. That was in, that was a really good scene. I was I was kind of taken. It kind of surprised me a little bit, but uh, it made sense based on earlier movies. Um, I think my favorite callback. Hail I mean, Hydra. Hail Hydra. The elevator scene was amazing. I thought that that was that was one of my favorite moments, and definitely got maybe made me the laugh, made me made the laugh the most of of anything. Yeah, that was uh, perfect. A perfect moment. Perfect setup. Execution. Subversion. Yeah, that's that's how you surprise people in a in a great way. Yeah, um, and then there's the I am Iron Man, which is a callback, of course, to the first Iron Man. Which I heard um, was not originally there. It was just him snapping. Uh, yeah, that was in reshoots, and it was made or a suggestion by the editor, which I thought was interesting because it's a perfect moment, and you would think uh, that whoever is writing this would would have that in there because it is like the original callback. But props to the editor for suggesting that because it is a perfect moment it would seem a little weird if he doesn't say anything yeah yeah i um that would be i don't i don't even know i can't believe they didn't have anything in the script for that um well it's a long but, script you run out of yeah. words after two and a half hours. yeah <laughs> so the most obscure reference that no one absolutely got was the iron man three kid oh i uh, you know i picked him out in the crowd I was like who the hell is like oh live? i picked him out oh, yeah okay. i didn't know who the hell he was no one did. He looks so different. Oh, I looks, no, I recognized yeah. him in the oh. theater. It took me 20 seconds, I think, but I was like running at the Rolodex and I was like, who the hell is that kid? Who the hell? <laughs> and then I'd seen him because I looked him up because I was like, what happened to the Iron Man 3 Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World kid? And I looked him up and I was like, oh, he looks different now. Um, yeah. Just randomly a couple months before the movie. I, I did not recognize him. We had to, we had to Google it afterwards. Oh, okay. Like who and we were like who is the kid in and game and like the Google search came up for it right away because people had been googling the same thing. Mm. Um, but my favorite callback was to um, one of my favorite uh, Marvel movies, The Winter Soldier, and and was the one of the led to one of the greatest moments in cinema history. Probably was on your left, and the portals appear and Black Panther comes out. Uh, and then everyone shows up, and then of course he says, "Avengers assemble." But the on your left that uh, Falcon says is from like is the very first line in Winter Soldier that yeah. he uses on Falcon. I thought that was that was pretty awesome. Also directed by the Russo brothers, so that made sense. Yeah, it was it was a nice uh, callback for sure, and we even got some community cameos courtesy of the Russo brothers too. I'm sure. Yeah, I think uh, Joel, uh, Alison Brie, uh, Jillian Jacobs, and Joel McHale are the only three that haven't been in a uh, Marvel movie. Yeah, get on that. What are you guys doing? That's free Marvel money. <laughs> right. Um, so I guess that's like my main. I don't really have much more to talk about it, but you did. You wanted to talk about the upcoming Marvel movies, maybe, or yeah, do you have anything else you want to say? No, I mean. You could endlessly go on about this movie. I think we're both very high on it. I'd like to see it a second time because there is a glut of it's an overload of a movie, and that's yeah. about an, uh, my initial thoughts. But I'm sure I'll have thoughts after seeing it a second, I, third. Time. I just thought of another awesome moment when uh, Captain America fights himself and yeah. he says, I, "I could do this all day," and he's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That was really nice. And then because he's such a well-defined character, when he's getting his ass handed to him and has his shield broken uh, against Thanos, 
and he kind of gets up. He doesn't say anything, but in your mind and in ever, everyone's mind, you hear him say to himself, I could do this all day. So that, yeah. without even saying it, because that would have been redundant for him to say it there. It's like just right. one of those moments where it's like, you know what he's saying to himself. And then everyone arrives behind him. And it's like, just such a nice moment. That's that's such an awesome moment, which leads to the hammer moment. And just that whole last battle is just pure comic joy. I, I know we've said this a few times. That it's like, this is the pinnacle of comic book fight, like Civil Wars, um, airport scene, and then Infinity Wars. But I can't see this being trumped in the sense that even if you were scope-wise to have something bigger, they this is 11 years worth of characters uh, assembling at once. And it's like, uh, good luck trying to hit that that yeah. uh that high point like this again because dc will never get here they certainly no. could try for 100 years and uh marvel's next cycle will take a while and I, I don't think we'll quite have the heavy hitter characters that that this does even if they have some some good additions which right. speaking of let's yeah let's uh oh let's give a quick grade to the movie and then talk about some of the movies on the horizon in the marvel universe yeah Eric, what you um, got for letter grade? Uh, yeah, I, even with the minor nitpicks, I, I'm still giving it an A. Yeah, same with me. Uh, minor and, nitpicks keep it from an A+, but it's it's so good. And then you, as I recall, have it as your number three overall Marvel movie? No, that's uh, I give it number two. Infinity War is three, and I still have uh, Civil War one. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I have Endgame at two and Infinity War at one, so kind of uh, yeah. similar but a little flipping there. Yeah, and and Sam has the same. He he has he had Infinity War as his number one, and now Endgame is two. Yeah. All right. Let's yeah quickly run down some of the things on the horizon, and then do the Marvel theme trivia round. So obviously the next one is Spider-Man: Far From Home, which is the only film or TV show we've seen footage from on the horizon if i'm correct i don't i can't think of anything else that um they've shown any sort of production material for no that's yeah that's that's the only thing that has any anything on film right now i think i don't think anything else is shot yeah okay so other than that we have on the horizon apparently an eternals movie which i don't know much about the eternals but i did pick up a trade uh of the eternals written by neil gaiman and i intend to read up on them but i'm told there's some sort of uh like kind of cosmic avengers that are uh experimented on by celestials is what i'm told and right now the status of that movie is that it's being directed by chloe zhao which i'm really excited about she directed the rider last year which i was a very big oh on. wow yeah i did so not know speaking of handing it to indie directors um that that's definitely a, a uh, an example of that it's a very and, indie director yeah she she's was very obscure up until the writer and i'm excited to see what she does and it stars a few people who are kind of question marks including angelina jolie and kamal um non-genre oh, really? here is rumored but i did hear that dong Sik ma was actually cast and he's best known as the bruiser in train to busan or the guy with the giant hammer in the good the bad and the weird. If you've seen oh, that, I'm a, I'm a fan yeah. of him from Korean cinema. So that, that looks like a very interesting question mark at the moment. And one I'm excited to see more about, um, do you have any info on the black widow prequel, Eric? 
Uh, yeah, so that one's actually going to be the first one to film. Oh, okay. That's supposed to start in June. Um, and is it they, due for 2020? Uh, they haven't, you know, actually, they don't have, um, Mar- like, Disney announced all their future um, release dates. Yeah. Uh, I'll try and look that up. Um, but um, they do have, like, dates picked up, but they haven't uh, said which one is going to be um, coming out when. Uh-huh. But you can expect that this, the Black Widow, um, which is also directed by a woman, Kate Shortland. Oh, nice. Uh, she... Uh, has directed Somersault, Lore, and Berlin Syndrome. Hmm, not familiar. Um, I think I think Berlin Syndrome. Uh, yeah, I think I've seen the preview for it, but I've not seen the movie. Um, but I think she was kind of handpicked by uh, Scarlett Johansson. Oh. Cool. Um, so uh, yeah, so there there's a script, and they're gonna start filming in june but there's no other casting stuff i didn't i didn't even i'm, I'm just looking at the wikipedia article for these things and i don't i didn't say anything about angelina jolie and nanjani that you had seen uh, for, the for the eternals, eternals. So, yeah those yeah. were kind of rumored as i said dong sigma and chloe zhao are the only confirmed article people cited um so that one's kind of still kind of nebulous at the moment um black widow seems to have more concrete info as it as it shoots next then after that um in terms of new characters i hear there's a shang chi movie which i don't know the character but he um is a fighter a martial arts fighter who becomes a superhero after uh finding out his father is a supervillain i guess mm-hmm. okay i don't know a ton about this film it has a director, Destin Daniel Cretton. I don't know what he's done. Short Term Twelve. Oh yeah, okay. That's 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 a good one. That's stacked uh, with future stars, including Brie Larson. Um, that that movie's like Brie Larson. Um, what's his name? Um, who played John Gallagher? Freddie Mercury. Um, oh, um, Rami Malek. Rami Malek. It has. Get Out and Atlanta's... Stanfield. Yeah, there we go. Um, I'm blanking on everyone's name. It's got Loretta from Justified. Caitlin Deaver. And... Yeah, sorry. I'm, like, I know I can picture Yeah, you got everyone. Blanking. Uh, yeah, and then the dude from um, the basement John Goodman movie, who I think you named. Uh, was... Ten Cloverfield Lane, and his yeah. name is John Gallagher. There Jr. we go. It was kind of a brain <laughs> fart, but uh, I can picture them all. That's a good movie. Yeah, you and do all of them. He's got good credentials if he was behind that. Right. So, uh, yeah, that director was just hired in March. Uh, so, you know, they, I don't know when they're filming is, but that's probably going to be the third probably movie that's going to be out. Yeah. Um, and then we yeah. mentioned the TV shows, and then we assume Guardians 3, Doctor Strange 2, and Black Panther 2 are on the way, although they, you know, are in some sort of suggestive state where we know that they'll be on the way. Um, yeah, and Cooler I think is developing Black Panther two. That's all I really heard about that. Yep, and uh, Derrickson and uh, C. Robert Cargill are writing the script for Doctor Strange sequel. They wrote the first one. Nice. Um, and then Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. There was a written script um, that uh, uh, Gunn had written, um, and it probably would have come on. Uh, probably would have filmed earlier this year, uh, or started to film it earlier this year. But uh, we all since know. They- yeah. yeah, they fired Gunn and then rehired him, uh, and he signed on to do Suicide Squad 2, so he's doing that first, and then 
Uh, he'll do um, Guardians 3, which will probably start filming in 2020. So those are all down the line. Um, I think those are all kind of confirmed, the ones we just talked about. There's that, that's six that are confirmed. Um, and I think there's you know probably a Captain Marvel sequel. There'll be a third Spider-Man movie. Uh-huh. Um, Where do you see the X-Men being implemented, if ever? I don't. Yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like it would be years down the line before they do that. I think why, they need the... Why pay I w- Fox then? Because you figure that this is the perfect sort of uh, suture to sure. kind of marry the... Or, you know, to retire this set of characters or the heavy hitters and weave in another set of heavy hitters. Because for a while, everyone thought they were trying to bury you know, the dark Phoenix and new mutants movie in favor of just starting over with some new actors maybe, or something. Yeah. I think, you know, I don't know. They'll probably do that. Uh, I think we'll see how dark Phoenix does, I guess, but new, new mutants got uh, delayed again. So it's not going to be coming out until next spring. Why see why not? I mean, unless it's terrible, but dark Phoenix looks pretty bad. So why not just, X that movie as much as I love X-Men and they're, they're my original kind of comic obsession. So I love seeing them on screen whenever, but that just looks, I, I, I'm really ready for a reboot. Um, although I would love for McAvoy, Fassbender, Stewart and McKellen to be carried over if that's possible. And then just scrap <laughs> everyone else. Yeah. Um, but why not just X dark Phoenix and then release new mutants as kind of a weird dark horror spinoff or like unless it's really broken because yeah it's a lot it of could delays be for a movie that's essentially a horror movie it's like what what is wrong with this film that can't be cured in in these year you know year yeah, maybe, or two delay maybe they'll just uh throw it up on disney plus or something <laughs> i guess um I but yeah they, i don't know i think they're gonna have to have some sort of break before they they introduce those uh into this universe um but we'll see who else um, are they getting in the Fox deal? Do they get Fantastic Four and Silver Surfer, or are they? Yeah, they pre- they pretty much get everyone um, except uh, the Spider-Man universe. Yeah, the Sony uh, Sony still and in um, uh, Incredible Hulk as well. Who is Incredible Hulk owned by? Um, Universal owns them, so he he can't be the main character in a movie. Oh, that's the um, that's the asterisk for lending. Yeah, it can't be right. Okay, so he that's can't, why we he only I don't think Hulk. Yeah, I don't think Hulk can be in the film title, and he can't be the main character. But <laughs> yeah, so that's so why. Weird. Yeah, it is a little weird, but uh, it's. Uh, I mean, it'd be kind of weird if Universal came out with a different Hulk. Yeah. And <laughs> um, yeah. the Marvel both. one's been so successful. Well, yeah, I think both of the companies who have lent out. Spider-Man and Hulk realize how I don't know what they're getting in the deal financially, but it must be so lucrative, whatever it is, because it's they're not going to do a better job than Marvel at at what Marvel's doing. So why not yeah. lend them out? the The only exception is I, Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse was a surprising uh, success and and a great movie just on Sony's bill. But other than that, it's like no one's even close to what Marvel's doing. So why not just rent it out and reap the benefits? Yeah, uh, I don't think Universal's getting anything. Uh, they might be. I, I don't. I don't really know. But I know that the Sony Marvel deal was like no no cash involved. It was basically uh, Sony. They don't know what to do. Uh, they keep screwing up Spider Man. So Marvel, you just produce it, make it, and we'll 
will distribute it, and uh, they're kind of they're they're kind of making a, a a big chunk. They're like splitting the profits. I don't know what it is exactly, but they're it's basically like Marvel. You take over. You can use them in your movies, but for Spider-Man movies, we get to we get we get those movies, but you get to like write them and be creative on them. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's financially beneficial to them. Somehow. It is for sure. Yeah, and then they're trying, you know, just not having any Spider-Man movies or attempting to continue the amazing or what what was the last attempt called? The Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah, with uh, Jamie Fox. Yeah, or the Sinister Six movie that they were lining up that uh, isn't happening, or at least in that form. If you remember no. the end of Amazing Spider-Man Two, they were really. I don't remember that, no. Oh, yeah. I don't that, remember that movie at all. The post credit sequence hinted at the Sinister Six having their own movie, and then that franchise fell apart. But they are kind of assembling the Sinister Six again uh, via the new Spider-Man series. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but it certainly would be in a different form. Because Sinister yeah. Six is like Vulture and Rhino and some of those other dweebs. I can't remember. Uh, uh, Scorpion, uh, Mysterio. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh yeah, Mysterio's here now. Although, will Mysterio be a good guy? I mean, they certainly are starting him out as an ally, which I think is cool, uh, according to the new preview. Yeah, yeah, I'm able to see. But I mean, they did make Venom, and that made a ton of money. Um, yeah, but I don't think that was a good movie. No, I, mean, I don't think it was. But the DC people enjoyed it too, where it's like DC was making these bad movies that still made money. I, I think you can just print money with these movies, but it doesn't mean that you're doing a it's justice in a way. Um, although I hear Shazam is better, so I haven't seen Shazam yet, um, yeah. and I will have to. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's uh, I think that's all the future. Looking, I'm still looking forward to it. I think you know I, I'll go see Spider Man, but I, I think I do need a little break after Endgame. Like yeah, it's... well, maybe they know that. That's why there's kind of this lull where they're just like, that was kind of a crescendo and maybe people just are fatigued and need a, a yeah. second. We'll and... see, because, uh, you know, I think Sony made the call to have Spider-Man, you know, get released two months afterwards. They're trying to ride the wave. Oh, yeah. um, I, don't, I don't think Marvel wanted to do that, but... Uh, oh, you, want, you was... think they wanted a hard stop break for a while? Uh, yeah, I mean, also, like... At the end of Infinity War, Spider-Man's dead, and then they have oh, here comes the next Spider-Man movie. Oh yeah, and we I still... didn't even think about that element ruining yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, it was like oh yeah, I think Spider-Man's coming back. Um, cool. All right, well everyone, that's our review of Endgame. We'll do a quick trivia round and then wrap it up. We are doing another movie endings round where this round will be Marvel themed. Although, to make it a little harder, it's um, there's a slight cheat in that there's 12 questions. Two of them are arguably post-credit scenes, and one of these is based off a Marvel product, but is not an MCU movie. So, I don't know. You okay. have to throw okay. some curveballs in here. Otherwise, they're just too easily identifiable. Because um, once you hear right. certain characters, it's you pin it to a, a, you know, a few movies and stuff like that. All right, yeah. Eric. Are you ready for your 12 questions? Yes. All right. You may start on your end whenever you are. Ready. All right. Question one. Number, question one. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I so, never said I mean, you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I, I, I'm just not the, the hero type, clearly, with this uh, 
laundry list of character defects, all the mistakes I made, largely public. Truth is, I am Iron Man. Iron Man. Okay, question two. What should we do next? Something good? Something bad? A bit of both? We'll follow your lead, Star Lord. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, question three. We get into a situation like this again, what happens then? They'll come back. You really sure about that? I am. Why? Because we'll need them to. Avengers. Okay. Question four. So no matter what, I promise you, if you need us, if you need me, I'll be there. Civil War. Okay. Question five. So are you. But it's harder to ignore it. On the inside. If they were right, I'd agree. But it's them they know, not me. Now there's a way. And I know that I have to go away. I know I have to go. Uh, Guardians 2. Okay, question 6. This is a nightmare. Had better nightmares. Hey. So that thing just stopped doing whatever the hell it was doing. What have we got? Whatever signal it was sending finally crapped out. I thought we bypassed the battery. Yeah, we did. It's still plugged in. It just, just stopped. Reboot it. Send the signal again. Hey, we don't even know what this is. Fury did. Just do it, please. You tell me the second you get a signal. I want to know who's on the other end of that thing. Where's Fury? Uh, Captain Marvel. Okay, question seven. Which, which that didn't, that was not in the movie in Endgame. That's, wait, what? Oh, right, her arrival. I see what you're saying. Like uh, the, the what they filmed, where she just kind of sh- the the pager stopped working. And then she just showed up and says, where's Fury? That's not how it happened in the movie at all. Like she just, she, she got uh, Tony and flew, flew them in. Or right? she came down to earth 
and then Rocket gave her the location based on his ship having tracking. I don't know. But, well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe you're right. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I didn't it's think a little bit that. of a what, but sure. Um, question seven. You can take away my house, all my tricks and toys. One thing you can't take away. I am Iron Man. Iron Man 3. Okay, question 8. Want to keep staring at the wall or do you want to go to work? I mean, it's a pretty interesting wall. I thought you and Tony were still gazing into each other's eyes. How do we look? Well, we're not the 27 Yankees. We got some hitters. They're good. They're not a team. Let's beat them into shape. This is uh, Age of Ultron. Okay, question nine. You still have much to learn. We must be ready. We'll be ready. I don't... Uh, I'm going to listen to that one again. Okay. We must be ready. We'll be ready. I don't know whose voice is that. It sounds like Stallone or something. <laughs> it's not Stallone. Maybe listen to it one more time. Sylvester Stallone is not in any MCU movies except for Guardians Two. Yes, he isn't. Yeah, he's in Guardians Two. Okay, hold on. Hold on, one more time. It's not Guardians Two again. Stop! You're talking through it. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Oh man, I have to think. You must be right away, baby. Um, is this the non-MCU movie? It is not. So, I will give you that hint. It is not yeah. the non-MCU movie. And this is the ending of a movie. Could be final. Could be post-credits, or could be the actual ending of the movie. This is not a post-credit sequence. This is the ending of a film. I'm. I'm going to come back to this. Sorry. All right. Question ten. We'll come back to that. I cannot give you my blessing, nor can I wish you good fortune. I know. If I were proud of the man my son had become, even that I could not say. It would speak only from my heart. Go, my son. Thank you, Father.
Um, I think this is Thor 2. Okay, number 11. I hear you have an unusual problem. You should talk. You should listen. What if I told you we were putting a team together? Who's we? Uh, Incredible Hulk. Ooh, nice. All right, and number 12. Um, so this is the non MCU movie. Yeah, by default. Uh, I I don't. Uh, okay, so the guy is dying, and the daughter is with him. It sounds like a decent assessment. Is is this Kick Ass? I don't think that's based on a Marvel. Uh, yeah, no, it's probably not. Like image, maybe. Okay, I don't know that one. I'll, I'm going to go back to nine. All right. You still have much to learn. We must be ready. We'll be ready. Uh, I'm going to say Doctor Strange. Okay, probably a good guess. Oh, man. Anything on uh, 12? I'm going to try to go back. All right, because other than that, you're sitting on a perfect score. Uh, yeah, well, I'll go through the whole thing, and if you arrive at an answer before then, you're welcome to submit it. Okay. Um, number one, was Iron Man 1 the movie that kicked it all off? And I think, was yeah, that that's preceded I, the incredible hulk right mm-hmm. yeah because that wouldn't make much sense for yeah pop up. Okay. Hulk came out two months afterwards oh wow that's that's close okay number two was guardians of the galaxy as you said number three was the first avengers film number four is in fact captain america civil war Number five is the Cat Stevens song playing over the, the funeral in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. You are correct. Number six is the post credit scene of Captain Marvel, although it plays, I think, right as the movie ends, so it's arguably part of the end, but who, you know, that's just uh, mm-hmm. nitpick. Number seven is the end of Iron Man. He does mention his house being destroyed. That's kind of, I feel like, the key there between yeah, two and three if you're yep. debating. Um, number eight is uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. That's Steve whipping the new Avengers into shape and almost saying Avengers Assemble but pulling up short. 
Let's see. Um, number nine is, in fact, Doctor Strange. It's the two Benedicts talking to each other. Um, as the film concludes, number number 10 is Thor Dark World. You were correct. That's Loki sitting on the throne pretending to be Odin after he fake died for the who knows how many ith time. Number 11 was the post credit sequence for The Incredible Hulk where Tony confronts General, what's his name? I forget his name. Ross. Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. Uh, General, what's his name? Correct. Um, <laughs> and number 12. Wait, did, sorry. Incredible Hulk was 11? Is that right? Is that what you said? Yeah. That's okay. what you said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did. I thought I thought you were just telling me, but that was 10. Okay. Uh, I think I think I got a guess now. Logan, you have a hundred percent. Nice, man. I not, I don't think of that as Marvel sometimes. I, I should. Uh... It's definitely a Marvel comic book, and it's yeah. the best of the X Men movies, in my opinion. And yeah, probably pretty. Yeah, I was like, you assessed it correctly. You're like, it sounds like a dude dying with his daughter, and it's like, yes, and <laughs> it's <not too> <laughs> well, it's Marvel. not his daughter, so that's why I was kind of like. Genetic, yeah, reproduction. Uh, clone. That's true. Yeah, they have a enough. they have a father daughter relationship. Oh, of course, of course. I, I actually the first thing I thought of was Deadpool, uh, one or two or two, I think. Yeah, when he <laughs> is dies for like five minutes and then comes back. Whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I don't know who would have played the daughter role. I'm exactly. Sure. What's her name? Uh, Teenage Sonic Warhead. Or yeah, yeah, Mega Sonic Warhead. But yeah. I, I don't remember. If they would have had a moment like that, it would have been played for laughs eventually. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right. That is a perfect 100%, even with the curveballs. Well done, Eric. I think that's your first 100% on the movie endings round. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, okay. I usually make that last one pretty hard. And then in the first era of doing this, I made it even harder by trying to play it over the microphone, which we've since gotten around uh, to give you a, a fair shot. Yes, yeah, I think this works out better now. Yeah, for sure. All right, everyone, that is Avengers Endgame. We'll be back with something, maybe John Wick 3, which comes out tomorrow, I think. Yeah, con- yeah. Everyone yeah. should see it because it's reviewed really well, and it's John Wick 3, so even if it wasn't reviewed well, you should see it. Yeah, I'm probably going to rewatch 1 and 2 and uh, see 3 um, a little bit later in the month because I'll be seeing you in like three days in Seattle. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyone listening, if, uh, feel free to send us a question or comment to mandatoryreshoots at gmail.com. Um, we're, 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 inbox is open, so uh, <laughs> come join us. There you go. All right, everyone, thanks for joining us. We'll be back at some point. Have a good evening. Later. Thanks again for joining us. We just wanted to extend a special thanks to Andrew David for providing the music for the podcast. Feel free to check out his stuff at andrewdavidv.com. 